Hello, and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about the power of language. too. I was just thinking that you and I have been on the, on the phone or well, communicating for yeah. an hour prior to just starting our recording and we didn't even talk about the fact that you're living in hell in the, oh. in, <laughs> in the triple digit temperatures of Portland, Oregon. So good on you for not bringing that up. Yes, I survived. It was yes. intense. It got cool today though, right? This oh yeah, it's really, it was cool yesterday too. Oh, right now it's like seventy-two and overcast. Oh good, I saw that. Then I thought my because I've I've been checking on you, and then I yeah. thought my phone. I literally thought, oh god, this weather app it gets screwed up all the time. <laughs> no way, it was seventy-two. That's great. I'm glad you survived. Oh yeah, no, we did have a what is that a forty degree. Um, temperature swing in a day. Wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it was. I do have to say that. So that the we hit all time record highs three days in a row. So each day beat the next one. I think it was a hundred and eight on Friday, a hundred and twelve on Saturday, and a hundred and sixteen on Sun. Or no, about oh. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then m- Monday. Um. It was, you know, just like 97, which felt like balmy. Right. That's crazy. And when you say all-time high, you mean it's not like the high for that day. It's like the highest it's ever gotten. I mean, ever. Three days in a row. Yes. The highest temperatures ever recorded in Portland. Three days in a row. Well, I'm glad that's behind you, boy. Yeah. Yeah. And prior to that, um, uh, you know, we rarely get triple digit days right. I mean, you know maybe once or twice a year mm-hmm. um and i think the highest before i can't remember it was either 106 or 107 mm-hmm. that we'd only ever hit three times in you know the history of record keeping for right. the temperature here so it this was um and to have this happen in june it was a big deal yeah yeah wow wow yeah, even I'm looking out my window, and you know our neighbors have that huge rhododendron mm-hmm. um, that's probably 25 feet tall, 20 feet tall. It's huge. Um, it's completely sunburned. Oh. Like the leaves are all burned and brown and, and falling off. Like a, a lot of the smaller trees are losing leaves and stuff. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it was really... It's too bad, but it was intense. Um, yeah. But we survived yeah. the, uh, I felt like it was a siege and we just had to hunker yeah. down. <laughs> right. You need a t-shirt. I'm sure people are making them. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> I survived the Pacific Northwest heat dome. Right. Yeah. Goodness, goodness. Oh. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, but 
that's not what we're here to talk about. I just no. can't resist bringing it up. <laughs> Since I didn't bring up the weather. Right. <laughs> well, no, what we did want to talk about, though, is language and the power of language and, and how important it is in sort of managing your feelings around perfectionism and and other things and how shifting your language can shift how you feel about something and and what you're able to do yeah i think that's a great topic and i think you said you thought of it because of some recent conversations yeah i was talking with a client actually earlier today um this but this topic has been coming up a lot with my clients and changing the language around um things that you need to do um or feel like you should do and changing that word to choose Mm. instead of need and so instead of i need to do this i choose to do this that's a big shift i mean it it certainly changes the way you feel about the thing right right and um and what I discovered, I hadn't really sort of put it together until I was talking with her about it. And, you know, we were talking about a, a, a stack of papers that she wanted to get through. And she was saying, I should be doing that or I need to do that. And I said, well, what happens if you say I choose to do that? And it was like night and day. I mean, you could see it. She could feel it. It completely shifted her ability to actually take action. And what I realized in that moment was when you use the language, I need to do this or I should do this, it, it sort of closes things down and starts to put you into that fight or flight mode. Mm. Like, I need to do this. It, it's not okay. This has to happen for it to be okay. Right. It, and also, it seems like it, would, it, it um, has built, it bakes resistance into it. Exactly. Yeah. And when you say, oh, I choose to do this, then that's coming from a place of everything's fine, there's not a problem, and I'm choosing to take this action. Mm-hmm. And I'm in control. Right. I get to, Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. And that's a very, well, it's a, an on-the-surface simple shift to make. I'm sure within it's not so easy, but it's a nice thing to sort of keep in mind when you hear yourself saying, as we all do, oh, i got to get this done. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. I choose to do this. I choose to do I it. I love that. That's excellent. Yeah. It's really, um, it's really powerful. Um just to, like you said, it sort of returns control back to you. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to meet some outside force that's causing this need or this should, it's you making a decision about how you're choosing to spend your time. Yeah, and when you're in touch with what's important to you, um, like I can imagine that taking care of some household tasks which really aren't, necessarily enjoyable yeah mm-hmm. um oh god i need to do that and if you think about why that you feel you need to do that and if it's about something that is part of your core values like it has to do with you know creating a 
happy, harmonious home or whatever, right. then um, reframing it as choosing becomes, I would think, easier and more powerful. Yeah. And it all works together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so does, and does that also help in, I can see how it definitely helps in things that you're reluctant to do, but, um, but does it also help with getting past perfectionism? I think so, because I think a lot of perfectionism is around these sort of perceived ideals that you're trying to meet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so whether it's like my tendency is to think about something as doing it the right way, mm-hmm. um, or whether it's like, you know, I, I have to, I have to get this perfect, I have to get this right, you know, whatever it is, like when you when you reframe that to, you know, oh, I'm choosing to do this and I'm choosing to do this in a way that's good enough, Mm -hmm. it completely shifts how you feel about it versus I need to get this right. Right, yeah, absolutely. Or even I choose to spend time, I choose to spend time on this. I mean, Mm -hmm. because I actually want to do this. Yeah. Instead of have to do this or, um, yeah. Oh, that's great. And it, it um, it's reminding me of uh, the power of language of something you've heard me say in in Declutter Happy Hour a number of times, which is what we call our rooms or our spaces in our home can have a, a, can can have an impact. So when I go into a home that has a a, a guest bedroom that's full of stuff. And right. I, I'll say, what do you call this room? Because I'm wondering what it is they want to use this room for. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, well, we call it a junk room. And I'm yeah. like, okay, <laughs> let's stop calling it a junk room. Yeah. <laughs> and let's start thinking of it as a guest room or whatever, the computer room or whatever it is that they yeah. want to make out of it. But those kinds of words really do make a big difference. They do. They do. And I think it's easy to sort of um, dismiss it or, you know, sort of poo-poo that, the language matters and when you start paying attention to it and trying on these subtle shifts Mm -hmm. you really start to understand what a difference it makes right when you experience it yeah and uh, and and part of it is awareness right and then remembering Mm -hmm. and catching ourselves i know right you and i've talked a lot about since we've been doing this podcast for two years Three years, right? <laughs> three years. <laughs> three years. Um, I always think it's, it's so much fun. It just seems like two years. Um, <laughs> that I we, I try to stop myself from saying perfect, which I, I say all the time. Like, yeah. And um, just that awareness. And, you know, it's fine to say perfect. But um, when you hear those shoulds or that I have to and, and remind yourself that you can think of it a different way. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It makes, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think... Also considering the those types of phrases as just a habit, like we're in the habit of saying perfect because mm-hmm. we didn't really think about it before. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in the habit of saying, "Oh, I need to do this." I, you know, and there and there's sort of a particularly in the United States, I think there's sort of this busy culture where, you know, you get in the habit of expressing things in a particular way, mm-hmm. and so if you if you think about this as creating a new habit you know you're sort of rewiring your brain to think about tasks as things you choose to do 
as opposed to things you have to do. Mm-hmm. And like any habit, it's going to take a little bit of time. Right. I find myself wanting to make a little note to put on my bulletin board that says, you know, what do I choose to do? Mm-hmm. Um, to remind myself to use that language. Like I do, you know, when I'm trying to create a new habit, I often try to make a physical reminder of it so I can remember to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll do that. I'll letter that. Ooh. If, maybe if it, maybe um, we could post a picture of Yeah. Your... If I, well, if I turn, yeah, sh- no, if it's perfect enough, okay. right yeah yeah we absolutely we can do that anybody could print it out and put it on their bulletin board if they wanted or they could just write their own note but yeah i enjoy making trying to make um my notes to myself pretty my uh, like i said a while back i've been creating a handwritten date or hand lettered daily task list uh, just for the fun, of the, for the practice of lettering. But then it's also an enjoyable task list to look at. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Um, another thing about language that I was just reminded of is our tagline. Mm-hmm. A, um, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. It originally was a podcast to help you overcome perfectionism yes. so you can do more of what you love. That's right, and we had the revelation of that in, during an episode. Right. Where, yeah. Um, maybe it was an episode about words. I don't know. It could have been. Yeah, and we immediately <laughs> changed it. Although, yeah. Yeah, and so we re-ran an episode, an early episode, not too long ago, and when I was re- listening to it, just to make sure we wanted to rerun it, it was so weird to hear you say a podcast to help you overcome perfectionism. <laughs> um, but yes, let go of and overcome are really two, have two different feelings. Don't yeah. 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 I love that. I love that we have a living uh, example of right. what we're talking about. Right. And it, and when you just when you consider that like how different it feels to overcome something. Like what has to be true for it to be possible for you to overcome it. Mhm. Like oh you know, instantly perfectionism is bad. Perfectionism is the enemy. I have to overcome it. Mm-hmm. And also, it sounds really hard. Yeah. And then let go of perfectionism. It sounds like, well, you know, it's something that I'd sort of rather not do. Like, I, you know, I don't want to let go of it. it I don't want to. It's not such a struggle to let go of something versus overcome it. And also, perfectionism doesn't sound as horrible when you think about it as something to let go of as opposed to something that needs to be overcome. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's good. That's that's true, and that's yeah. true of so many things. I I mean, I'll I'm sure you do it with clients all the time, and as do I. When I catch those phrases that I think can be more beneficial to reframe or to think about differently, because at least in, in my work, and I'm sure in yours, there's so many negative. There can be so many negative emotions around clutter, for example, and feeling bad about clutter and. Um, I'm, it seems like I'm always trying to tweak those words and hope right. that they get adopted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I think also that, you know, be, being re- referring back to uh, our recent episode on cutting yourself slack, cutting yourself slack when you are trying to create this new habit of using different language. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, and not um, falling into 
perfectionistic tendencies when you're doing it. Right, and berating yourself for using the old language. Is that what you mean? Exactly. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, just using it as an opportunity to have more awareness Mm -hmm. about how you, um, uh, sort of how you, uh, what's the word I want, not categorize, but, you know, how you sort of present things to yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, and also to others. Yeah. I mean, they Goodness knows how we communicate with the people we live with is it, it, <laughs> very important to, yes. to keep in mind. And um, uh, so, but you know, we're always we're we're very focused on being kind to ourselves, and I think that's so important. Um, and this is a great way to do that and be more productive. Right. right, right, because it really is. You know, when you when um, you're more open and you know, sort of feeling that the energizing value of choosing versus, you know, feeling like you need to do something, it makes it far easier to to do the things. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we would like to hear from you, our listeners. Um, what's it like for you when you choose to do something versus, um, Uh, feel like you need to do something or have to do something or should do something you can let us know on social media on facebook and instagram we're at getting to good enough on twitter we're at gtg enough and we are um uh, what's our website called? Gettingtogoodenough.com. <laughs> That's where you can leave a comment on the show notes. And uh, we also have the Getting to Good Enough hotline at 413-424-GTGE, which is 4843, where you can leave us a uh, voicemail. Uh, but until next time, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. How could I forget our website after three years? <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time in all this time that you've had a, your, your brain go blank. So I think that's impressive. <laughs> good reframe. Yeah. <laughs>